What's up, everyone? Welcome to Extra Strategy. My name is Ross Withrow. I'm joined by my co-host and co-founder, Chris Emmerich. Hemi, Yo. what's up, man? Happy Monday. You drinking anything good tonight? I've been drinking, brother dog. Responsibly. Nice. I right, now have a glass of wine. What are you drinking? I made myself a little margarita. Ooh. Yeah, you know, tequila on a Monday. Little Feels like the right thing to do. Practice for After. the upcoming Cinco de Mayo. That's a good idea. Absolutely. It's never it's never uh, too early to start preparing, right? Absolutely not, <laughs> man. That's a holiday. Uh, awesome, awesome. Well, uh, you know, looking uh, looking at things here, let me uh, share my screen and let's dive into a Bitcoin market update. What do you say? Should we talk some crypto? Hey, real quick. So uh, I was telling you about that annoying guy at the bar. The yeah. last thing he said as we were like, we're, we're changing seats. He's like, look, you guys look like you're in IT. He's like, I got one word for you. Shibu. Bye, Shibu. <laughs> oh, no. You should, you, should have, you should have dropped him in here. We could have taught him, you know. That no, we would have been booted in five minutes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> let's watch, let's watch the stream. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. No, no, no worries. All right. So. Here we are today. We're going to be focusing on Bitcoin for the most part. Uh, we've got Bitcoin coming at 40.8. Um, so nice little um, 3% gainer over the last 24 hours. Um, and it's pulling everything else up with it. And look at this, Hemi. Ooh, Terra Luna. You know, they've been buying Bitcoin. I guess when Bitcoin does well, Terra Luna does well now. So up 16.5% over the last 24 hours. Just killing it. Um, everything else looks like it's pretty stable, um, up anywhere between two or 3%, uh, Polygon a little bit more. Um, so not going to stick around here too long. Um, unless Hemi, was there anything that, that caught your eye, uh, in the market today? Um, just some of the charts I was posting in the crypto chat. I don't know if we want to pull up, um, maybe the Monero one. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Before I, before I get, you know, too far, let me just, um, there is one other thing that I want to show you guys, kind of a cool website that I stumbled across for just Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. um, so this is making the case for Bitcoin every day. Oh, this was kind of a uh, cool little website here. But uh, it, it, so it's kind of taking the view instead of um, looking at Bitcoin and crypto uh, together, uh, like a th Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, you know, Binance coin, whatever. But it's kind of comparing it to other key markets. Uh, which I thought was really interesting because Bitcoin is kind of the leader in the space and that's why we talk about it so much here. So um, kind of comparing the here 24 hour changes in the markets and, you know, uh, Bitcoin up almost two and a half percent and everything else is not even up a percentage or just slightly down. Uh, you got Bitcoin market cap sitting at about seven point, uh, sorry, 773 billion. Um, here's the current inflation rate uh, mm -hmm. at one point seven, seven percent. Uh, ninety percent of the supply has been issued. So we got a million active addresses. Uh, the miners have been paid in the last twenty-four hours thirty-seven million to secure the network. And Bitcoin is still forty percent, forty percent down from its all-time high, but twenty-three percent up from the cycle low, which was that area that we were watching around uh, thirty-three thousand. Then uh, just another couple cool things to look at. Uh, let me just open this up a little bit yeah okay so we have bitcoin and traditional assets um first return on investment versus us dollar so i thought this was kind of cool because it really shows you 
if you got in on Bitcoin or you dollar cost average or you just take that long term holder mentality. Um, while Bitcoin might have been might be down right now for the year because we kind of started the year on that parabolic top. Um, if you look back two, three, four, five, anywhere to ten, Bitcoin is absolutely crushing everything else here. Um, so kind of thought that was a cool little chart just to just to kind of visualize what's really been going on for the last ten years. Um, and then I thought this was cool. Now, you know. Uh, while Bitcoin is still 40% off its all-time high, it has only been above this current price for three, 307 days, not even a full year, um, and only 6% of its life. So 93% of the people, there's 93% chance that if you bought Bitcoin prior to today, that you'll be in profit. So I thought that was kind of a cool little take on the market. Um, Hemi, does anything here stand out in your eye other than you know the massive you know, 800,000 gain from Bitcoin here? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, uh, we still people in in the community say that we're early, and sometimes it doesn't feel like we're early because everyone in the world knows Bitcoin now. Like I said earlier, some random guy who's lost his marbles at the bar <laughs> is telling me to buy Shibu Inu. Um, so it feels like we're we're no longer early, and it is kind of mainstream. But up above, it showed only I think a hundred active addresses. Um, oh, no. 100 million. A million. Sorry, a million, a million. That's what I meant to say. But that's nothing. There's 300 plus million people in the United States. 90% of them have active bank accounts, which is essentially a Bitcoin wallet at the same time. So, like, while, yeah, everyone may know it, and Matt Damon's telling your fucking grandmother to buy crypto in a Super Bowl ad, like, we're, we kind of still are early. Just because people know about it doesn't mean that they have it ready to go. Um, I, I like seeing that. that. That's very encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's one of those things, though, that I feel like, you know, we've been in the market now for about four years and you never gotten early enough and you're never going to have enough. Like, I don't think yeah, that, yeah. that feeling's ever going to go away from me. Like, I'm sure if I talked to somebody that was in in like 15, you know, and we're here in what, late 17, that they're like, oh, man, but I could have gotten in 13. <laughs> you know, like, I think everybody yeah. takes that mindset to a certain because like at that point in time, like a penny would made a difference. <laughs> like, well, can you imagine? And it's, it's like the same thing as like your buy and sell strategy. Like you're never going to buy the absolute bottom bottom for the most part. And you're never going to sell the absolute top top. So you can always make more and you can always lose more. You know, it's it's right. that fear greed index. You're never gonna nail it's a lot, percent. It's a lot easier to get closer once you've been through it a couple of times, but like it's still it's still difficult and you're not gonna mm. unless you have like some algorithmic thing built that's amazing, you, it's just not gonna happen. Even then, like then, I'm not sure. The cool thing about Bitcoin is if that was built, we would know about it. Because there'd be someone <laughs> tracking that wallet on the public blockchain and being like, This person's nailed it every fucking time. They know what's going on yep. and everyone would follow that wallet. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Absolutely true. So I um, thought this was cool. If you guys want to check this out, uh, it's Case Bitcoin. Uh, so it's making the case for Bitcoin every day, which, you know, that's what we do here. So uh, moving on a little bit, probably should have covered this before, but uh, the fear and greed index right now is coming in at 24. I think that's actually lower than it was last week, um, which looks like last week it came in 32 now we're at 24. People are fearful. <laughs> um, you all afraid so, of? Yeah, you know, and I think I think it makes for a really interesting conversation for when we get to the charts. Um, I just want to show one quick thing um, 
here we did say, you know, Bitcoin's inflation rate is 1.7%. That is known, that will be known, um, you know, ahead of time because it's all programmable. Um, and CPI came out earlier this week. I believe it was Tuesday after we streamed last week. And um, what was it, Hemi? 8.4? So for the first time ever, you know, we did touch, touch on this a little bit last week, but um, we do have an alternative. Um, this is Trueflation app, and they're basically a competitor to CPI, and basically they're saying CPI is outdated and old. Um, so they put together their own kind of metrics here, and they're saying that uh, inflation is 13.3%, so it's almost not quite double, um, but much significantly higher than uh, the government is telling us. Hemi, do you think uh, we're somewhere between these two numbers, or do you think the higher one is more logical and they're just telling us lies? <laughs> I think the higher one's more logical, and I don't know if they're telling lies, but I do agree that it's just an outdated metric, right? We've been using it for so long. We have freaking artificial intelligence now. How is this not being used to calculate the cost of shit? I've got random people at the dog park on a Tuesday afternoon telling me verbatim the price of their chicken went up from six ninety nine a pound to nine ninety nine a pound. That's fucking more than eight and a half percent. It's probably more than thirteen well, too. Well, and this is saying food is up twenty eight percent. Yeah. So you know that's just crazy. I mean, we housing. We know the housing market's going crazy. I, I'm not sure about transportation. I don't know that. Is that gas? No, that's that's like the cost of automobiles. Like, so I brought, I bought a used truck a little over a year ago. Um, and, you know, the same thing. It's, it's not new, but the sen general sense when you drive it off the lot, it loses 20% of its value. I've been looking it up on the Kelly Blue Book. If I sold it today, I think I would make $500. Like, oh. yeah. And I've added on 13,000 miles and I'm the second owner. And it's right. still worth more than it was a year and a half ago. Wow. That's incredible. Because cars are one of those things that they tell you, as soon as you pull it off the lot, it just depreciates, right? Well, and I'm an incredible negotiator. So, I mean, that, that helps. Like, right. really good price I mean, it. there it is. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. Well, let's get into the fun stuff. Uh, we got some charts here. Um, and then we got a little on-chain update afterwards. So, we've been watching this channel now for... I don't know, a few weeks, I mean, right, probably since we topped out here, mm -hmm. um, we were able to really draw this thing, and we've really been watching over the past few days, really, the, I guess the last week or so, so this is probably two weeks back, uh, last week or so, I think I put Wednesday in the chat last week that we were finally testing this bottom trend line, and Hemi, you had texted me this morning, and you're like, man, like, it looks like we're going, you know, um, and even if you zo zoom in, we, we did break this, and I said, like I said to you, I was like, we're streaming at 8. That's when the daily closes. Like, let's see what happens. And around, let's see, let's zoom in a little bit. Um, but around noon today, man, the bulls stepped in and said, you know, we're at least going to try and continue to hold this. So we have broken about above it. And now on the daily, we're forming this. We closed it. Um, and now we're forming this nice little, uh, we formed this nice little wick here, kind of like, I think you mentioned to me the last two weeks, or last week, you know, we had, we had seen this a couple times. This isn't as significant, but still showing some buying pressure down here below this trend line. So ultimately, uh, looks like a positive sign. If we get another candle to kind of come up here and fight up to this 42 and a half range, I'd be, I'd be pretty happy. Um, what are you seeing on your end? Yeah, exactly what you said. 
Exactly. I, you know, I, I guess I'd be curious. Do you think it's going to hit the top of the trend line again before coming back down? Like, are we going to see a, a short bull run in the next two weeks that brings us to 48? I, I don't know. Or is the pattern so obvious now that, well, not obvious, but like secure that people are, right. are expecting that to happen and are, you know, now going to bet for that to happen, which would change the results. I don't know, but. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not quite sure either. I mean, I will say there was a bullish divergence on this that was playing out. I was, I was almost hesitant to post it because everything's been so fearful that I wasn't completely sure that this trend line was going to hold, but we do see price declining in this direction. Oh, my and we do see a significant increase in RSI here, um, which makes this a bullish divergence that played out, could potentially play out into a reversal. So that's on the short time frames. Um, on the daily, which is really what I'm looking at right now, um, you know, we're, I, I'm just really impressed by today. I think this is called an engulfing candle too, when it like overtakes the last one. Um, which is sometimes used as a, as a reversal or a trend reversal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm optimistically bullish right now that we're going to go above here because we held. Now, can we go sideways and fall right out of this thing? Absolutely. Um, but the way the on-chain data looks, which we're just going to jump into it a little bit, and the way um, I just feel like my personal market sentiment is that, you know, we're going to go up and we're going to we, – we tinged this – 200-day moving average, and I would really love to see us get above this range. Um, and once we do, I'm, I'm very bullish above this point, but I definitely want to see price get above this before I get too, too excited. Um, so I'm hoping that this kind of bottomed out on the RSI, and this RSI starts working its way up to the oversold or overbought area, because we just briefly ticked that here. And uh, if we can test this again, maybe come back down and, and break through it, I, I, I'd be happy. I'd really like see us break above this 47 um k range before i get really really excited but after that um i think it's clear skies what do you think yeah, I not clear skies. Uh, i don't know one. i don't know i'm not gonna bet one way or the other that's why i just dca right now if i was confident one way or the other i'd, I'd be putting money against it but um it it definitely seems like tomorrow is going to be a big day. Like it could very easily be a huge green candle kind of day tomorrow, followed by like three more days of green candles, followed by like a week of red candles, right? But yeah. it could also very easily, like you said, flatten out for three days and then drop down to thirty three, right? Because at this point, the longer I look at this chart, the more confident I am that if we do go down, we're going to thirty three, and I think we're going to twenty nine very shortly after that. And general market sentiment is to like twenty nine is the holding line. Um, I think I think we'll see it yeah. again. I think we will see it again. I don't oh, know cool. Then. You know that's what, but that's why we're here. We're not here to predict anything. Those are the possibilities, right? Yeah, the possibilities. And and you're probably gonna know within the next few days. We get a nice big green candle. We're probably testing the top of this, and if we don't, we're probably going out the bottom, right? And you're probably going to know that by, I mean, the end of this line is the end of the month. So, like, even if we went completely flat and sideways, you're going to fall out of it by the end of the month. So, 
you know, another week or two, and we're going to really know which, which direction this thing is heading. So probably more to discuss then, but for now, um, I'm happy with today. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. Cool. Um, so you threw a couple of charts in the, in the chat. Uh, why don't we say we, we hit them? Um, the first being XRP, right? Which we had this kind of pretty long, long trend line here, mm. almost going back to what's that May of 2021. I can't even draw this thing long enough. Hold on. I mean, that's just crazy. Probably to about, well, I guess it has to come down to here, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, this all depends on Bitcoin to me. Like this thing looks ready to go. It's really been accumulated. Like it really hasn't moved in price that much. Like the whole market was pumping here. We saw another rise up in here. This was probably, this is probably 64 K for Bitcoin, right? This is 60 K for Bitcoin or 68 K. Um, and then we've kind of retraced Bitcoin's come down almost 40%. And while this, I'm not sure the percentage here, let's see if I can calculate it real quick from the bottom to the top. That's a hundred percent. So, you know, it, but with the price movement hasn't been too significant. So as long as Bitcoin, if Bitcoin can go up and test the top of that rally and XRP can get above this, heaven forbid they can win this SEC case. Um, you know, I think that this could really go up. Um, but, as you've mentioned before, the shape itself is traditionally bearish, right? True. Yes. It's a, it's a bearish flag that we're seeing here where the bottoms remain consistent and the tops continually get lower and lower. Um, but as you were saying to me, Ross, you know, it, it can be used to indicate an outbreak. Typically, it outbreaks bearish. But that doesn't hold true. I'm more confident in an outbreak coming than I am in the direction of that outbreak. Obviously, I'm very hopeful um, that it's going to go up. Um, and I, I could see news about the lawsuit coming out to kind of be that spark, to be that catalyst, which really shoots it up. But it, something's happening, and it's going to happen soon. Um, and I'm very excited for it. And with the with the with the news that's been coming out over the past like I want to say two weeks week or so um, that it's actually been one of the leaders. If you look at yeah price you know over the past thirty days, like it's been one of the leaders. So I think people are starting to catch on that you know this case is really probably the I mean best guess is settlement, right? Everything everybody else has settled. Um, the SEC doesn't want to lose because it's the first crypto case ever and um, Ripple doesn't want to lose because then, you know, they, they lose money because <laughs> they own a shitload of XRP. I think I saw so, Ripple file a counter lawsuit. Oh, really? For I what? think they're going after the SEC, yeah, because the SEC's done some sketchy fucking shit um, in this lawsuit yep. with the people they've spoken to, the documents they've hid, so... They're going after them, and you know I hope for settlement because that doesn't affect anything. Everyone knows a settlement just means like get this thing yep. over with, let's move forward. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's see if we draw that flat line there at around fifty cents. You're seeing July. We're hitting crunch time. You know, it could be next week. Really, like 
we're kind of moving up towards that trend line again. It could be next week. Um, but I think by July, we and, should have a, an answer. You know, there there is an alternative here. And I don't know that breakout is the right term. But, like, we could still go sideways out the top of this thing, right? And just kind of go down. But it's still a break to the upside. So, like, as long as Bitcoin holds, it won't dump. Yeah. So, I think we talk about this a lot. Like, Bitcoin goes up, alts go up more. Bitcoin goes down, alts generally go down more. So this is going to follow. Unless there's some news about the case, I really see it following the trend of Bitcoin. Now it can outproduce, it can outperform Bitcoin significantly. We've seen it do that before. Um, so definitely something to to keep an eye on here on XRP. Like like we've said, we think it's a unique investment opportunity uh, because of the case. And uh, you know, once that case is open or over. I think this thing is going to just fucking moon, and uh, that isn't even really accounting for it being really listed in the United States. Because if you're a United States person um, or resident, you're not technically allowed to buy it. Um, but go sign up for KuCoin. <laughs> you can get yourself some XRP. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else on XRP, Hemi? Nope. Cool. Um, let's hop over to Audius. We've talked about this. Not from a charting perspective, but from like what the project actually actually is, it's really a decentralized Spotify. Um, they have some to- they have a token and some rewards incentives, and um, but it's kind of following another similar shape, which we've really been looking at, um, and XRP similarly. Um, so yeah, here it is coming down, same kind of thing. Um, what what is this is a descending triangle. I believe that's the term for it. Sure, right. I call it, I call it a bearish flag, but uh, descending okay. triangle probably um, the same thing. Yeah, so same kind of thing. Um, we've tested a couple times here, here, here. So really, just waiting to see on this breakout. But um, even more relative to Audius, I believe. Seeing this seven days. Yeah, yeah, look at this. Number one in the last seven days. Um, and I have this filtered to. Uh, cut out all of the shit here so we're really looking at i think probably the things in the top 100 um but yeah significant right 30 35 up in the last week so um definitely if you're looking for a um smaller cap play because uh, you can see it's not even a, well yeah it's not a billion dollars in market cap right no it's a billion no I, I surely struggle with these these zeros. It's nine zeros, eight hundred and fifty million, right? Yes. Um, so it's not even a billion dollars in market cap. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely some upside here. And I would think from a music perspective, it's probably the biggest high market cap. So if you're into the music industry, uh, definitely something to take a look at an audience here. Well, and if you um, go to Mazari, oh. um, and you go like you know Mazari breaks the coins down by like the type of coin it is. I think this gets yes. categorized as content something. There's like seven coins under that thing. There's nothing else there. And none of them have right. a market name. And I and I think like from a utility functionality standpoint, that space like has a need for crypto. So I'm I was actually pretty like surprised to see that there wasn't a lot of other options there. So yeah, right. let's see if we can find it. Um at this web three. Definitely in Web three. Yeah, so audience. Might give you a, Click on audience. Yeah, and then go down. Oh, hold on. So I found it in Web three. 
but it might be listed somewhere else. Well, if you just go go back to the audience page real quick. Oh, sorry. And scroll down. There it is. Content creation and uh, distribution. Interesting. So Theta is essentially YouTube, right? It's essentially Spotify. Yeah. And I guess so, Steam would be really Steam. Interesting. But like what was that? I guess I said Steam would be stream, but that's not don't don't quote me. That was a guess. But like let's let's <laughs> exclude anything think, after Primus. There's seven coins. Right. Even Primus. Yeah, over, over. Even even to be honest with you, even Steam, 130, 130 million, like Luna's buying more Bitcoin a week than that. Yeah. <laughs> so but even after you cut off that, like thirty two million and then five million, so Fiber See, rate. I don't even want to know what that is. Um, this feels like the next so, NFT boom. It's the next what? This feels like the next NFT boom. Like there's going to be some sort of pop maybe in like two years where it's all about content creation crypto. And like maybe there's a new term for it at the time. Like if you think about it, NFT, I'm sure they've been around a while, but they didn't like, we didn't start hearing about them until like maybe 18 months ago. Like, yep. yeah, this could, yeah, this, to me, this looks weak. There should be more here. I agree. So I uh, definitely a trend to watch out. Um, as far as charts go, anything else that you wanted to you wanted to look at X, XMR? You look at some Monero. Just I I'll do a on brief here. brief comment on it, only because okay. I have been XMR, BTC. witness to many sort of like pump and dumps. Not even pump and dumps. Even XRP has had one where the community came together and said we're all going to buy on this day. And you see sure. the price rocket up, and then three hours later, you see it crash back down. That happens all Darn the time. It. And I think this was really cool to see that, like, the community, the Monero community for weeks said, start taking your Monero off the exchanges. It wasn't one day at this time we're all going to do it. It was just get them off the exchanges. Let's call their bluff. Let's make sure that they actually can send us um, our coins. And they stuck through it, and they did it. Um, and you saw a great price increase from it because exchanges that didn't have their coins had to start buying. Um, right. And I saw, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but like Huboi, Hubi, H-U-O-B-I. They were the only, like one of the few that um, actually stopped withdrawals because they actually didn't have okay. their coins, which is really interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm very, very, very wow. bullish on Monero right now. Yeah, this is just kind of been grinding up. So like that's probably that's pretty good too for in terms of like it's not it looks sustainable, right? It's not until today, but everything really went up today. Um, but this looks like a, a sustainable increase instead of something like this, right? Where it's like way up and way down, um, not too volatile here. So that's pretty cool to see too. Yeah, I I'm definitely late to the Monero game, but I I'm I like it. I like it a lot. There's a hard fork that you posted in the chat today that's all about privacy. I think the, for those of you who've been watching these videos, I think you maybe get the point now that I'm very much about the principles of cryptocurrency and what they represent and how they can actually be used to change the way people interact with each other um, outside of any control. And I'm big on decentralization and privacy and Monero is just like really a leader in that space. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, this this looks good. It's been around for a while and, and to all time high you're still, you know, you get two X from here, right? Or one X. Double your money. 
250 to, to 500. So yeah, definitely something interesting. And uh, if you need if you need that privacy, um, def, like Hemi said, definitely the leader in the space. I don't even know what Zcash is that. That's privacy point too. I think there's a few others, mm-hmm. but uh, XMR is just something I remember from even back in um, 2017, 2018, last like parabolic uptrend, right? So very cool. Um, any other thoughts here? Nope. Cool. All right. Um, so that's all that we've got for charting. Uh, I did find some interesting on-chain data this week. So just going to flip through a few things. Hemi, if there's anything you want to comment on, just interrupt me. Um, I can really yeah. see when, when I'm when I'm doing this. Um, so, okay. First, uh, short-term cost holder cost basis. We talked about this a little bit last week. Um, essentially, the purple line is the average buy price for a short-term holder. Um, the if there are, if the price is above the you know, the purple line, those people are in profit. If it's below it, um, like it is here, then they're in um, in the red. So we can see that it's acted as a pretty significant support and resistance. We did just get rejected here um, at that. 47 46 range um so this is one of the things that one of the reasons that we've been talking about this range we want to see us get above this um for two reasons one because it's above the short short-term holder cost basis and then two on the daily chart um that is right where the 200 ma falls so above that i'm very bullish um so that i'm not bullish for the long term now um i would just like to see us break above that um Henny, with these two with the, like those two things kind of falling right up on, on top of each other. Is there anything that would lead you to believe that we weren't bullish above 47, like 40, that 46 to 48 range? Say we broke through that. Um, are you taking a, a short, more short-term bullish approach than maybe you were uh, today or a week ago? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if um, short-term holder is indicative of the future or if it's a lagging indicator i I don't know much about this as an indicator um yeah yeah i'm not sure but it does look like like we need to get above it to continue to move up so i would like to see us reclaim this area here um another thing that we covered last week a little bit but addresses with non-zero balances continuing to go up um we're hitting all-time highs all the time, so it's really just great to see the network growing and, and more people, which will eventually bring more demand for Bitcoin, which is what we want. So actually, real quick, um, Ross, let's, can we go back to that? What's the difference between yeah. the number of addresses with a non-zero balance and active addresses? Because we mentioned that there was one million active addresses. Is this saying that like one out of 40 wallets isn't active? The number of unique addresses that were active in the network, either as a sender or receiver. Well, so you can be an active address and have a a zero balance, right? So like you can send or receive Bitcoin and send it all away and then not, not show up on this chart because this is only showing some like addresses with a balance. This is saying there's there's a so it's the opposite though they're they're saying that this is thirty nine million addresses that aren't active. Once this loads, 
So, so there's 1 million active addresses, right? Yeah. Then if you go to the yes. other chart, yep. there's over 40 million addresses with some amount of Bitcoin in it. Maybe, if it loads. <laughs> All the live streamers watching us are rushing to load the chart right now. Try this one again. Okay, so we can get that one. Come on. Yeah, so what I take away from this though is that. Oh, here we go. Okay, so yeah, you've got 40 million addresses with a non zero balance, right? And then active addresses. About 1 million. Sending a receiver. Yeah, but there's got to be a time frame on this, I would believe. When was the last time they were active? Will it change based off this? Yeah, so I think this is, I think this is set to a day. So I think this is the number of active addresses in the last 24 hours. Got it. Because if I change it. this to like one day, or sorry, one month, it it, it moves. Yeah, right? that makes more sense. Then you're like okay. half of them. Okay. Right. I'm still learning the on-chain data stuff it's a, lot. a little bit. Um, it's a lot. Yeah, well, it's it's a new technology, so it's not like there's there's much out here for this stuff. Um, I'd really love the access to the tier three stuff, but uh, it's like eight hundred dollars a month, so not quite not quite my price range yet. I'm not an institution. So if you guys um, want to support your boys and get access to triple tier glass node for us to break down for you, send us a tip. We'll put it towards yeah. glass node subscription. <laughs> no problems with that at all. Um, okay, so moving on a little bit, uh, we have exchange balance continues to drop this week even more. Uh, so I think that's a good thing to see because then uh, there's a big, not that it can't be added back to exchanges, but it's nice to see it being, when you move something to cold storage, it tends to stay there a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really cool to see this number continuing to decline. Um, so then we've seen, seen exchange net position um, and for all exchanges over the last week. So this has only been, so the amount of Bitcoin moving off of exchanges has only hit this price or not, not price range, but, um, deficit in terms of the amount of coins moving off exchanges four different times. And if you look at these, okay, here we are, May, 2020, um, all of this comes off of exchange. We, we have this big price increase, right? Then it happens again, say December of 20, boom, huge price increase. Um, we fall down a little bit. We have a bunch of coins to even exchange, uh, say September, October of 21, we get an increase. And now we're seeing that same amount of exchange or of coins leave exchanges now. Um, so, if we look at past indicators, that could leave us to believe that Bitcoin is ready to go. Um, we just need a spark. So to follow up with that, we have the illiquid supply shock ratio, which is showing um, Bitcoin that has moved to addresses that are historically do not sell their Bitcoin. Um, so essentially, they are holders. And we're seeing this go absolutely parabolic. Um, over the last few weeks. And I think that's 
because of uh, Terra Luna buying and holding all of this Bitcoin. So um, this is another really positive to see um, and showing that the supply is potentially illiquid. So when there becomes a rush for Bitcoin, we could potentially see um, a dramatic increase in price. Um, but we just, like I said before, need a spark. Um, so this is showing supply that has not moved in over a year. We've only been at this level really two times that we're anywhere close. And um, when we've seen it be this high, we've seen massive run-ups um, in the price. So as you can see here, we were 61.3% uh, in say January of 16. Boom, we had this huge run-up over the following two years. Then if you go back to, uh, what's this? I think this is September of 2020. Um, 63.45%, we run up. So now we're at 63.7, which is, I guess, an all-time high. So what happens next? 63% um, of the network has taken this long-term holder and they're aggressively buying. So um, very interesting to see this as high as it is right now. Um, moving forward, we have the entity-adjusted dormancy flow. Um, so I had to look up exactly what this means, but to simplify high value suggests that coins that have previously had not moved for a long time period are now on the move and vice versa. So it's essentially, um, a similar to this kind of chart, except it gives us a, um, kind of a, a, a key here at the top that says heavy opportunity and heavy risk. And you can see, we've only been in this heavy opportunity, uh, phase here. Uh, what's this? This is the one, two, three, four, five, sixth time, and we've never been in it this long. Um, so this is COVID right here, right? Uh, this is the end of the Elon Musk news, and uh, this was the fall off, really at the end of the bear market here. Um, gosh, what is that? 2019. Uh, so this was the top bear market. We fell off, I think this was in December-ish. Um, and then we finally rallied up into the next summer before COVID hit here. Um, so really interesting to see um, this flashing a high opportunity sign at the price point that we're at. And um, it's the longest that it's ever flashed that sign. So uh, pretty interesting there. Um, and then just jumping into before we have a couple of news stories, but uh, to kind of piggyback off, off one of them, um, we have seen, you know, in the last week, uh, Luna Foundation Guard added 100 million in Bitcoin uh, to its UST reserves, and this is a live chart of their holdings. So you can actually see um, when they started accumulating. So they had about 10,000, just just short of 10,000 BTC on March 21st, and they've just been buying and buying and buying and buying and buying. So this is in a month they've added almost 30,000 Bitcoin. So they're they're buying uh, pretty aggressively, and it's also it's very nice to have somebody in the market that's constantly buying $100 million a day because um, it will keep that, that floor higher. And hopefully, you know, when we come back over here to this chart, um, they're the ones kind of buying in at this price range and keeping this trend line alive. Um, so from an on-chain perspective, uh, that's all I have. Any uh, questions, concerns, comments, Hemi? Just um, the information that you shared is definitely bullish. Definitely bullish. Yeah, so it feels like we need something. We need like a catalyst, but the on-chain metrics really suggest that we're ready to go, um, which is interesting because it's like the total opposite of market sentiment right now, right? 
market sentiment scared, uh, the Fed are reducing their balance sheet, the dollar might be getting stronger, inflation, who the hell knows. Um, so it's really interesting to see the on-chain metrics are so healthy. Um, so the question is, what, like, just even brainstorming, what is something that could drive this to, like, spark? Like, urgency, people start buying, like, what what could that event be? Because we've, we've, now we've seen a catastrophic event happen, the Russia-Ukraine war, and, like, the price dropped, but it recovered pretty quickly. Um, so now thinking about how we could have gone down, like, what's something that could make us go the other direction? Is it Tesla accepting Bitcoin again? Is that big enough this time? Is it... Um, a spot ETF for for Bitcoin, right? That the SEC has been rejecting forever that everybody's been talking about. Um, I, I, I'm not sure personally, but uh, it, it really seems like all we need is a little rocket fuel here and we're going to be off to the races. Yeah, no, I would even ask the question, do we need rocket fuel? Because like, I think it's safe to assume you agree with me when I say this thing's going up no matter what. Just from the fundamentals of Bitcoin, it's growing up no matter what. If it just naturally went up, would that make it a more stable increase as opposed to a catalyst event happening and launching it up where people are flooding in with a hope of a get rich? And I don't know the answer to that. I'm just throwing that out there because it's interesting to see. We know it's going up. Does it need that spark? Does it need it? No, I don't think so. Because like, if you really look at, I mean, if you look at the last cycles, like there were institutions in here buying this stuff, and we still went parabolic, right? Now we have retailers buying at the second highest pace they have ever bought at, and we have institutions. You know, we have this institution that wants to buy ten millions worth of dollars worth of Bitcoin. Um, so you have these really strong market participants, and right now they can form a bottom. Um, so if they just keep gobbling up fine but if people keep selling to them then they're just going to keep uh they're going to keep keep it at this price because I, I think you and i have that mentality of like oh man we're at 40 41k like all right if we go to 35k i'm not going to freak out i'm going to buy some more right and we're going to you know i'm going to accumulate over the next few years and uh if you have that long-term vision that you just described um i don't think it really matters but from a if we're going to moon perspective like i think if we needed that today there has to be some kind of spark um but over the long term no we don't need a spark this thing's going up there's more demand than ever more people are coming in the macro backdrop is pretty uh friendly i would say right now so a lot of really good things going on um from a news perspective, not, I, I don't really have much this week um the two things we've kind of touched on already but inflation through the roof, 8.5%, highest in, what, 40 years? Um, and then Luna buying $100 million worth of Bitcoin. Um, and they're going to continue to do so. So not much of a crazy week. I think there was definitely a little bit more altcoin news this week. Um, so if you're into that kind of thing, join us on Friday for Coffee and Crypto. Um, other than that, keep DCA in, keep holding. Everything's going to be okay. Um, Hemi and I were talking about this this, this week, but... Like the worst case scenario for me is that I get to accumulate for the next two years before the halving, and then we have the halving, and like you know what happens after that? It's programmable money. Like you know what happens. <laughs> you know you know where this is going. Um, so if you have to adjust your expectations, or yeah, that that's the worst case scenario. Um, 
things are pretty positive. <laughs> in in five years, the price is never, ever, ever going to come around where it is right now. And I get like having money to invest for five years. We don't mind having a situation, but the difference between 39 and 25 and even 20 and 63, that's going to be negligent at some point. Um, so I'm not saying that means go ahead and just spend all your money on it. Absolutely not. But maybe that brings some reassurance to some new investors um, when they see high volatility or, you know, even this bear markets. Um, be confident. Be confident and read the Bitcoin standard. Learn a little bit about the functionality yeah. and, and the technicals behind what makes a currency a strong currency. And you will become very bullish. Yes. I, that's a great piece of advice. I don't know that we've ever recommended that before. Um, but yeah, the Bitcoin Sarah is a great book. I, I actually think I was watching the Bitcoin uh, conference and the guy was given a keynote and uh, he wrote the fiat standard. I think it's the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. <laughs> so I haven't read really, it yet. I really, be really interesting uh, to see all the shit talking he does in that book. <laughs> and the thing, I mean, the... the the Bitcoin standard is a heady book. It took me a while to get through, just like reading through chapters, trying to understand everything and the implications of it all. So I definitely need to like set some mental space aside for reading the fiat standard, but it was, it was great. And Hey, we didn't do a Bitcoin giveaway this, uh, this episode, Ross, but how about this? Let's for, uh, the winner of this week, we'll, we'll buy you a copy and we'll ship you a copy of the Bitcoin standard. Because it means a lot. There we go. I think it really convinced you. I mean, you and I were in it already, Ross, but reading that I think really enhanced our understanding and our commitment to crypto and what it could mean for humanity as a whole. So, Ross, what do you think should be the um, like what what should our our audience do to prove that they're gonna get this book? I I got it. So we're almost at fifty users now or 50 members in the in the discord so when we hit 50 members i will drop an announcement that we've hit 50 members if you want to win a copy of the bitcoin standard react to my post you're entered the giveaway and we will randomly select somebody and send them a copy of the bitcoin standard so watch out for that uh it'll probably be happening in the next 24 hours will be my guess um and then you can read all about money and the bitcoin standard uh, uh even for me reading that book i thought i was super into bitcoin at the time like i thought i knew everything but what i really didn't understand was what money was <laughs> um and the book doesn't really so much focus on what money or like what bitcoin is but like what are the past examples of money and why they haven't worked <laughs> and then you compare them to what you know about Bitcoin and you really see the difference. So it's a very eye-opening read. Um, like Hemi said, it's kind of the uh, Bitcoin Bible, if you will. If you're a new uh, if you're a new investor, it's definitely worth your time. And uh, in those down days, it definitely gives you the conviction to, to just stay strong. Um, but yes, definitely, definitely something uh, that you should, you should read. It's really not optional if you're a Bitcoin investor. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put it. You said that well. Awesome. Well, like we said, um, join us. Well, first, the giveaway. Check that out. It's going to be coming in the next 24 hours. We'll send you a copy of the Bitcoin Standard. Join us on Friday for Coffee and Crypto. Um, we'll announce what time that is um, later this week. 
we'll be talking about some altcoins um, and some other small cap coins, um, maybe some ways to earn passive income or some things like that. But we'll announce that later this week. Uh, so make sure that you're following our announcements channel so you can see what it's all about. Um, other than that, thank you to everybody for watching today. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a good week and uh, hopefully get some more green candles and I'll see you on the moon. To the moon, baby. Thanks, guys.